Hi, this is Pastor Josh Dunn, and welcome to the Eagle Heights Church Podcast. This is the deeper series, and in this episode, we look at the Bible from a bird's eye view and discuss how all Scripture points to Christ. Welcome to Deeper. My name is Caleb Hart, and I'm joined by Justin Barksdale and Justin Anthony. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Good, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about this podcast. Uh, we put in a lot of work on it, and we know that the harvest is work. Justin Barksdale has been talking about that <laughs> a lot right. lately. It's work. Uh, so uh, where do y'all want to get started today? Yeah, I just want to say that 2018 was an amazing year for us. God did some incredible things in the life of our church, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what's in store for 2019. Every year, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Josh encourage us to read through the Bible. And I don't know about you guys, but this can be very intimidating for some people. Uh, Even people who have been a part of the church all their life sometimes struggle with making time to read God's Word or even just understanding it. I know, man. You had a couple kids in there. It kind of gets hard to keep that routine going sometimes. Yeah, and even as a college-age young adult or youth, Sometimes even by yourself, it can be difficult to get in the Word and read and spend time with God. Mm-hmm. It's a discipline that we, you know, you just have to make time. You know, God, yep. he, he, he made time, and He's our Father. So, you know, God made time, guys, so make time <laughs> for Him, right? Now, this year, we've decided to create this resource to help uh, everybody study the Word together and, and go deeper in our walk with Christ. So that's what we're encouraging you to do is just to go deeper uh, while you listen to this and read on your own. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, that is our goal for this podcast is that uh, we encourage everyone to spend time with us through this podcast, getting deeper. We're going to play on that word a lot. Uh, and if you don't get in on this podcast too much, there's different resources that you can use to uh, read the Bible throughout the year. And there's the Daily Audio Bible, the One Year Bible Plan, He Reads Truth, She Reads Truth. There's some different things and resources that you can uh, get your hands on to where you can really study the Word and and go deeper with God. <laughs> and <laughs> have a plan, you know. Definitely. Right. And as, as an individual, man, it's so important to be sure that you're getting in the Word yourself because so many times the the revelation that we have or the word that we have is what our pastors have told us or what someone else has told us. So it's important that, you know, we read the word and to see what God is speaking to our hearts on an individual level. Yeah. The, the Bible's beautiful guys. It, it's, you know, it's complex. It's sometimes challenging, but it's a living, breathing book. And you know, that, that could just take us to new heights and new levels in God. And, and it's his love letter to us. So, you know, this episode will be a bird's eye view of the Bible. I want to go in depth and just talk about, you know, a little bit of the origin of the Bible and, and talk through some things. So let's get started. Uh, you know, the Bible, it, was act, it actually contains multiple books, to be exact. Uh, it was written over a period of 1,600 years by more than 40 writers who were all inspired by the Holy Spirit. History tells us that the Bible is the oldest book in the world. Uh, anybody know Veggie Tales? You guys know? Oh, uh, we know Veggie Tales. Yeah. We know Veggie Tales. We had a like we that? had a youth party about Veggie Tales. It was veg- good. A very was exciting Christmas. Right? <laughs> so, so Phil Vischer, you know, the maker of Veggie Tales, states this: the Bible is the best-selling, most influential book in history. It has been banned, burned, smuggled, fought for, lived for, and even died for. Man, that's a good quote. I really, I really like that quote. 
uh, I read through the Fox's Book of Martyrs, actually, and uh, reading about some of the things they went through in the Reformation just to get the Bible translated into a language that everyone can understand. They went through some That's stuff, right. man. They had a lot of martyrs. It was it was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the Bible, it wasn't originally in written form, um, but it was passed down orally, you know, from generation to generation. So think about your grandma or your grandpa, and they tell you these stories from age-old days. This is how the Bible was passed down. That's crazy. And, you know, it, it had to have some accuracy to it. Uh, you know, so that's why we say the Holy Spirit inspired these guys to remember these things. And, you know, as you look at the Bible, you see how accurate it is. Um, you know, eventually Moses wrote down the earth's history from creation until the Israelite people were about to enter the promised land. We know that's when the, the written version started. Uh, if you pull open your Bible and you look at the table of contents, you'll see and you'll count that the Bible we as we know it today, the King James Version is kind of where it started, or the NLT, it has 66 books in it. 39 are in the Old Testament and 27 are in the New Testament. Did you guys know that? I didn't I knew the 66. Exactly. 66. I knew the 66. I knew the 66. Yeah. I didn't know exactly how they were split up. Wow. So, so we all learn stuff. That's right. That's right. Uh but what I want to do over the next couple minutes is talk about some different categories about, you know, each, even in the Old Testament. So we can break it down, the Old Testament and the New Testament, but we can break it down even further than that. And it kind of helps us have a little structure uh, to knowing what the Bible has to offer for us. The first five books of the Bible are called the Law or the Torah. Some even call it the Pentateuch. These books are believed to be written by Moses. The books of the law include Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy may seem challenging to read, but they are important because God was forming a new culture and a new way of life for the Israelite people. These books teach us about God's holiness and His character. And the awesome thing about those books were it shows how precise and thorough God was with His plan. Even when the Israelites were unfaithful, God was still faithful to follow His plan. Yeah, we, we actually see that play out in the next 12 books of the Bible, which are the historical books. These books cover the history of Israel and how it became a kingdom of its own. The first three historical books are Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. They are known as the pre-kingdom uh, books because of, because of these books, they were prior to the Israel having a king. The next six historical books, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, are known as the kingdom books which discuss the selection of a king of Israel, the unifying of the 12 tribes into one kingdom, and the eventual division of Israel into a northern and southern kingdom, also called Judah, and events that happened during each king's reign. Some of the kings were righteous and honored God. Others chose to worship the pagan gods from the surrounding civilizations. Prophets came to warn the kings and the people of Israel and Judah that if they did not repent of their sins, they would be conquered by other nations and carried away into exile. This is exactly what happened when the children of Israel refused to repent and worship the Lord. The northern kingdom was conquered and carried away by the Assyrians. The southern kingdom was conquered and sent to exile by the Babylonians. After the Babylonian Empire was defeated by the Media Persian Empire, some of the exiles were allowed to return to Jerusalem. The last three historical books, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, are known as post-exile and discuss the reestablishment of the Jewish worship, culture, and the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the temple there. The next five books of the Bible include Job, Psalms, 
Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. These are considered to be books of poetry and wisdom literature. The last 17 books of the Old Testament are prophecy books. To break that down into smaller categories, we have the major and the minor prophets. What's the difference? It really comes down to the length of book. The five major prophets are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. The twelve minor prophets are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and finally, Malachi. And that's a tongue twister. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> the prophets were messengers to God's people, instructing them how to live godly lives and warning them about the consequences of hardening their heart towards God's law. 400 years passed between the Old Testament and the New Testament. During that time, some of the prophecies from the Old Testament were fulfilled regarding the conquering of Jerusalem. The Roman Empire rose to power, and the province of Israel became subject to Roman rule. Now, Some of you probably heard of Alexander the Great, Cleopatra, Mark Antony, and Julius Caesar. All of those lived during this time. The New Testament picks up with the Jewish people being governed by Caesar Augustus and King Herod. The first four books of the New Testament are called the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These books discuss the family line and life of Jesus. Next, we have the Acts of the Apostles. This book was thought to be written by Luke. The book of Acts discusses the history of the church, the life of the Apostle Paul, and how believers in Jesus came to be called Christians. The last 22 books of the Bible are all letters. These letters teach us fundamental doctrine of the Christian faith, instruction for daily Christian living, how to handle matters inside and outside the church, glimpses of what's to come in the future, and the promise of our soon-coming King. Thirteen of the 22 books were written by the Apostle Paul. These include Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. The remaining letters were written by other people, mostly by the men they were named after, with the exception of Hebrews and Revelation. These letters include Hebrews, James, 1 and 2 Peter, 1 and 2 3 John, Jude, and Revelations. Revelations was also written by John. Biblical scholars are unsure who wrote the book of Hebrews. James and Jude are the half-brothers of Jesus. The Bible is God's living word. It is considered living because every time we read the word, it provides us with encouragement, correction, and direction for every circumstance we encounter in our lives. From beginning to end, the Bible tells us the story of God's ultimate plan for redemption where each of us fit into his grand story. The amazing thing about the Bible is that all Scripture points to Jesus. You know, that's a really good point, that all Scripture points to Christ. Even in John 5, verse 39, it says, You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. So really, every Scripture points to Christ. So let's let's talk about that. What are your thoughts, Barksdale? Yeah, you know, I think uh, that you look at John 1, and uh, just to read another scripture here, uh, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. You know, if you read a little bit further, 
it says the word became flesh and it just keeps pointing. It just keeps pointing. This is Jesus. It's talking about, and you know what? It's all about Jesus. He's the light. He's the lamb. And you know what? When we go after him and we look upon him and our focus is put on him, you know, in, in our lives, the light, the darkness cannot comprehend that light. Mm-hmm. And so I just get excited when I, when I think about Jesus and everything. You look at the Old Testament, you look at the New Testament, and everything's pointing to him. Everything really is pointing to him. And again, another scripture is in Ephesians 1, verse 7 through 10 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, again, back to Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So again, we see that even before the foundations of the world, uh, God's plan was started. At at the beginning, even in creation, we see his plan for redemption, uh, to redeem us from our sins, those who would believe upon Christ. He started even at the foundations of the world. Um, and it's just really beautiful. It's a beautiful picture to me. Um, and I know Justin, Anthony, you were talking before the podcast. You had some thoughts about that as well. You know, and we see even in the garden after Adam and Eve had fell um, in Genesis three twenty one. It says, "And the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and his wife." And this is just to me the the animal skin is a representation of Christ. You know how he covers our sin, he covers our shame, and we see where God, even in the garden, began a reconciling process of bringing man back to him. And, you know, yeah. and then as we go through the the Leviticus and Numbers and all these things, you know, we see God's thorough plan that all of those even point to Christ. Yeah, definitely. And I think the interesting thing, too, is how God's grace started even in the garden. Sometimes we forget that. Like, we think of God as this this God that's sitting up there waiting for us to do something wrong. Uh, but even before Jesus died, he overlooked that and he made that sacrifice even in that moment um, to where Adam and Eve could live. The fact that they were sure. alive yeah. even after yeah. they sinned shows how great his grace was even in the beginning, which is, again, I know we've said it a lot at this right. point, but yeah. that's still pointing to Christ because God, look, it says that in First Peter, says that he died from the foundations of the world. So God looked at that sacrifice even in that moment, and had the grace to give to Adam and Eve. One thing I remember that I always thought was pretty cool was something Barksdale had said at a um, Bible study several years ago, and it was talking about um, Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac and how God provided the ram in the bushes, you know, yeah. um, just showing that there's that, that Christ is that sacrificial ram. You know, there, there's he's always there for us to pull us out of that situation instead of us being the one to take the punishment. Yeah. And I remember a, 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 even a sermon that Barksdale preached whenever he is one of the first ones at Eagle Heights, I think, uh, was, was always really eye opening to me about even how the spirit hovered over the, uh, the face of the waters. And I know we talked about that before. Do you want to explain a little yeah, bit, Barksdale? I, I pulled it up to look at it and just to read it for everyone. Genesis 1 and 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters. The The King James Version or the New King James says it was without form and void. And you think about our lives. We were, th- were without form and void. But the maker of the universe 
took took this piece of something mm-hmm. and he and the master takes a piece and he, and he makes it a masterpiece. Yeah. So when God breathes his life on us just like he did in in the beginning, it it creates something. It creates and it says here, and the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. And then God said, "Let there be light." And there was light and God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness night. And so when you look at our lives, he breathed into the darkness and put the light in us. Come on. Come on. Can I preach a little while? He breathed the light in us so that we could be light to everybody else. And and we want to point to Jesus here. You know, scripture is pointing to Jesus over and over and over. And what we've got as Christians, you know, Christians means Christ-like, Right. And if, if we're not in our word and if we're not going deeper and finding out what the word says about Christ, you know, what are we doing? We, yeah, we need to go definitely. deeper this year. And so, um, man, that gets me. I'm fired up. right <laughs> now. I'm fired up. I know, man, me too. And, you know, one of the things I think is cool is one of the first things that God created was light. And as we read through scripture, we see that Jesus is the light of the world. But even from the beginning of time, we see that battle between light and dark. And in Genesis 3, I'm going to start in 15, this is where God is talking to the serpent after he deceived Eve. And it says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And the New Testament scripture that I found that goes with that is 1 John 3, 8. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who was who has been sinning from the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. And, you know, we see that in that battle, we kind of have a hindsight on it that Christ is going to give us that victory no matter what. Okay, guys, and that wraps up our first episode. You know, real excited about this this year. And we just really want to encourage you to get in your word, to stay in your word, and allow the Lord to speak to you. Yeah, I just want everyone to take a few minutes and and just ask the Holy Spirit to come and just stop everything that you're doing when you read the Word of God and focus and, and get alone with the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, come, help me understand, help me know your Word, help me to go deeper in your Word this year. I know 2019 is going to be great, and I just want and encourage everybody to just take a leap of faith this year. And, and you know, if you, if you mess up and you miss a day of reading your Word, start over, but don't stop. Start over. Keep going. Keep pressing in. Keep getting closer to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. 